0: Hello and welcome to The Property Show. I'm Andrew Montlake and with me is my co-host Louisa Fletcher.
1: We're here to talk about all things property. So whether you're staying put, buying, selling, renting or letting,
0: we'll be chatting through the latest news on the housing market and mortgages, as well as sharing our advice and expertise to help you get the best from your home. In today's show, Lou will be sharing her advice for would-be sellers who are going to be putting their property on the market this spring.
1: Plus, Monty will be explaining the difference between a remortgage and a product transfer, and what you need to know before you start on the paperwork. Plus, we'll be talking about stamp duty again, um, as we look at what the budget next week might bring for buyers, sellers and landlords.
0: Excellent. Are you ready to rock and roll, Lou?
1: Crank it up to 11, Monty.
0: So, here we are. We've cranked it up to 11, Lou, and it's nearly the end of February. I know. Can you believe it?
1: It's bonkers. I know. Where where has this month gone?
0: I know. (laughs) And I'm looking out my window and it is, well, it's definitely spring. Spring has Mm -hmm. sprung. I'm Mm -hmm. getting the first sniffles of hay fever.
1: Oh, bless you.
0: you. (laughs) I haven't sneezed yet. Yeah. If I do sneeze, there you go. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah. a bit of a momentous day today as well because I have uh, I've actually just had my first vaccine jab.
1: Oh, well done, there well you go. done.
0: So if I pass out <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> you know why? Well, if I suddenly which go one, quiet, which
1: one did you get, by the way?
0: I had the uh, Oxford, Oxford mm. one. Yeah, Very
1: good. so it's all right. Very I good. got a bit of yeah. an
0: achy arm, but it's phenomenal, actually. What they're doing, they they are incredible. It is, <sighs> it really is a a well-oiled machine, in brilliant. and out, and lo- it was mobbed, but it, it's really? really moving quickly. So it's really good. It does bode well. Good for
1: news, the future. good news, and well done for doing your bit, Monty.
0: Well, well, I didn't do anything. I just sat there and had a little a little prick in my arm. <laughs> yeah, Presented you your
1: arm, family <laughs> show, so, sorry. family show, Monty, family show. But it is spring. Yes, it is spring, and we've That's got very crocuses good. here in my garden, and um, some little snowdrops, which are very, very pretty. Um, But but you do know what this means, don't you?
0: Um, Tell me what it means, Lou.
1: So it's the start of the silly season for sellers, Monty.
0: You see, it is traditionally. You're right. You're right Mm. there. But Mm. tell me what you think. What do you mean by the silly season? Explain to everyone.
1: It's normally around this time about sort of four or five weeks away from Easter, okay? So when literally, as we've just been saying, Mm. you wake up in the morning and you think, oh yeah, no, it looks like spring, look in the garden, oh, garden's looking a bit greener. And people who have been thinking about moving probably since Boxing Day when they sat Mm -hmm. there with a tin of Quality Street and and their iPad surfing the (laughs) property websites, and we know you do it. We know you do it. (laughs)
0: My quality street tin does not last till Boxing Day.
1: Yeah, purple ones every time. So, so those people, they've been thinking about it for, you know, a few months, finally go, do you know what, the garden's going to be looking great in a few weeks' time. Maybe I need to start mm. thinking about talking to estate agents. And that's kind of how it starts. Is there that much of a pattern there,
0: though, still now?
1: Although the number of homes sold every month is fairly consistent every month, around 100,000 or so, give or take, Mm. there, there is a trend in terms of when sellers start to think about this process. And it kind of bookends the year in terms of it's that spring piece that we just talked about. And also, latter end of the summer... Because then sellers kind of think, oh, well, you know, if we're going to get the house on the market, probably best do that, you know, while there's still leaves on the trees and the garden still looks half decent, you know, before winter. Because let's face it, gardens don't look great in the winter. That's kind of where all of this comes from. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's when the the phones start ringing in in the estate agent's offices then?
1: Well, yes. Yes. However, there is a but.
0: There's always a but
1: with Yeah, me. yeah, you know. Always, right? Louise. I'd disappoint <laughs> you if there wasn't.
0: Go on, so, what's the
1: but? Over the last sort of nine months or so, in a lot of areas around the UK, there just actually hasn't been that much stock. In other words, homes available for sale because there's been such a high degree yeah. of buyer demand, mostly driven by the stamp duty holiday. So the thing mm-hmm. is now... Um, People have seen house prices increase, you know, over the last sort of nine months or so, again, probably due to the rush because of stamp duty. So now the thought process mm. has been, well, actually, you know, might get a bit more for my home if I sell it in the next sort of, you know, few weeks, couple of months. So do you know what? Yeah, why not? Let's mm. see if I can, you know, get a bit of extra cash capital when I sell. That might make me, you know, give me the... The, um, the money I might want to, to move up the ladder. So you yeah. can see how the thought process has begun in many people, and that is translating to more people picking up the phone or sending an email to agents saying, could you come round and value my house, please?
0: Mm. So what would be your your top advice for the sellers then, especially at the moment, Luke? So
1: the, the COVID landscape notwithstanding, there are a lot of misconceptions around selling property. If I'm being really honest about mm. it, Monty, we could do a whole episode just on that. Or <laughs> um,
0: well, maybe we will maybe one we day. Maybe we will
1: one day. So but yeah, as we we've can. got so much to talk about today, I'm just going to sort of yeah. give two bits of advice to people who are thinking about selling. So number one would be, you know, the smell of freshly baked bread does not sell your house. And actually, it's the same with the fresh coffee thing. You know, people think, oh, we've got people coming around to look at the house. We must yeah, the fresh it's
0: coffee. nice though, isn't it? It must
1: it, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice if you like coffee. Um, but there's no magical switch that goes off in the head of a buyer when they smell some kind of baked produce wafting out from your kitchen. Mm. Um, that means that they <laughs> think that all of a sudden your house is irresistible and that they have to put an offer in there. And then it just doesn't work like that.
0: No, they'd run a mile if it was
1: <laughs> same here actually. <laughs> um, but but what does put buyers off and is worth bearing in mind um, is unpleasant smells. So if mm. you have got a viewing booked, make sure you've emptied the kitchen bins, you've bleached the sinks and the loo's, and especially if you have pets, like if you have animals in the house. Please make sure the place is spotless before anyone comes around to view it because you might not be able to smell your beloved pooch because you're living with them on a day to day basis. Yeah. But somebody else coming around, you know, the first time they've been in your house within seconds may pick up a strong whiff of O de Dog, and that <laughs> can put people off. And in fact, you know, even I would say, things like dog baskets, leads, you know, food bowls, put them all away because I've watched this and, and it's happened more than once. I've watched buyers who've seen a dog bed and dog bowls and stuff go, oh, there's dogs in the house. And then they start looking in corners yeah. and under sofas, like literally lifting up sofas really? because they think that that That's dogs have kind of done things on carpets um, and that they're potentially yeah. buying a house with, with that. So you you wouldn't think of it perhaps if somebody didn't point it out but it is a real thing it is a real thing
0: that's very interesting so, very interesting and so so what's the other one
1: so the other one and this is a bit a bit more serious and um, this is pricing strategy okay mm. so i'm going to share a little bit of insider knowledge but for the benefit of everybody yeah. listening i think it's it's important that you understand this so
0: i've got my pen poised you've got your pen to take poised. Notes. Good, yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. So... It takes, on average, 12 to 14 viewings to get an offer on a property. And that's a key metric that the big corporate estate agents work towards. It's like well-known in the industry. 12 to 14 viewings, you should get an offer. Mm. If you price a property correctly, that would be within a six-week period. And in fact, if it's a really hot market in your area, it could happen even quicker than that. But 12 to 14, that's the average, that's the magic number. So the thing to remember is if you're asking prices too high, people won't book a viewing. Yeah. So really the thing as somebody who is selling to be aware of is work out or count back how many viewings you've had and how long it's taken you to get them. Because if you've had a good lot of viewings booked within the first two or three weeks of that property going live on the various property websites, your agent's done doing a great job, he or she's priced it correctly, you, you, know, you are highly likely to get an offer within 12 to 14 viewings. You can just tick them off the list.
0: Mm.
1: However, if your property's been on the market for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, six months, and you've only had one or two viewings, mm. without even seeing your house, I can tell you now it's priced incorrectly. Yeah, absolutely. So, you you know, we all have to allow for the fact that an agent is going to want you to put your best foot forward and perhaps try it on the market at an aspirational price just to test, to see. And that's not a bad thing, providing it's a realistic and measured Mm. approach. Um, And, you know, and you may well hear an agent say to you, well, you know, we could just test the market at this price. That's an agent doing their job. Um, but equally be aware of the fact that if your house has been on, your property has been on the market for some time and you're not getting those nibbles and you've not had 12 to 14 viewings, it's overpriced. That's it and all about it Mm. because everything, everything, be it on a flight path, a main busy, noisy road, whether it's got a train line in the back garden, you will be able to sell it, but you've just got to price it right. Yeah. So that's it. If you want to sell in a reasonable timeframe, it's it's all about the price. And just tell your agent that up front. Explain that you understand the time to sell is relative to it being priced realistically. And just be straight about Mm. what your expectations are. You know, quite a lot of people do think that their home is worth more than it actually is. And that's normal. (laughs) And I get it. But if you're serious about selling then you do need to take the advice of a good agent because they will know what it's worth.
0: And that's really interesting. Oh, we obviously work We work with some fantastic estate agents and I'm a big estate agent fan, actually, yeah. in yeah. the most part. And it's really interesting. A lot of the agents we work with, it's all about creating a market, isn't it, as well? I've always yeah. said, if you've, if you've got a quote from three agents and one's priced ridiculously high, yeah, we'll sell it for this. I'd never go with that agent. I'd always go for the more realistic one, the one who's actually, if, if it's you're right, if it's priced realistically, you're going to get more interest, which ironically is probably going to drive the price up anyway yeah. because you've got more competition. Um, so, yeah, definitely just not go with the one who says, yeah, we promise we'll sell it for way over all the others. Actually yeah. look at the average of the others. And they're probably going to be more honest with you and they're probably more likely to sell your property because you're right, there's nothing worse than having a property sit there overpriced for six months.
1: You know, and and then, you know, the chances are if you're holding out for that top dollar, you will then miss out on the sort of properties that you want to buy. Mm. So, and everything's relative. In a market, if everything is going up, that means whatever you sell for is relative to what you're probably likely to be purchasing. Yeah, that's great advice. So... You know, it, it really is just one of those. Take a deep breath. If you're, if you're working with a good agent and mm. there are lots of good agents out there, then they will give you the advice around what buyer sentiment's like in your area mm. and they will advise you accordingly and do listen to them. The worst thing you can do is say to an agent, I want you to put it on at this price because I believe it's worth this much because it, it will just sit there.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree that the, the estate agents are experts in their market for a reason and um mm. yeah you mm. wouldn't tell a pilot how to how to uh fly a plane well I don't know maybe you would <laughs> no uh, no, I, no, I, I,
1: no if you've ever seen my driving <laughs> no no but but final thing and and then we'll move on so always if you're putting a property on the market you know you've appointed your agent and the agent says great okay that's brilliant I'll send somebody around to take the photographs
0: hmm. do
1: remember that it's an astonishing figure. It's ninety eight percent of buyers these days start their search wow. online. Yes, massive. Okay. It's huge. So, in other words, there are there are three big property portals. We all know who they yep. are, but I'm just going to name check them anyway. Right move on the market, Zoopla. Okay, you're going to probably be looking at all of those three to get a good idea of what's mm. available in your area. Okay, that means you're going to be looking at a shed load of photographs if you're a buyer because everything is yeah. visual isn't it
0: so if you are property a... porn that's a, that's the fun it is part property
1: isn't it yeah. it totally yeah. is right so if you're selling your home then yes whilst absolutely you probably are thinking about tidying up inside and doing all that good stuff you really need to remember that the first shot the hero shot of your home is probably likely to be the outside yeah so you know do prep and do the obvious stuff cut the grass if you've got little ones, tidy up all the kids' toys from the garden. Yeah. If you've got bins, wheelie bins, you know, put them somewhere. They're not in the shot. Move them for five minutes while the photographer takes the outside shot and put them back. That's absolutely fine. Um, but, you know, especially if you keep the bins outside the front of your house, they don't need to be in the photograph. Yeah. Um, if you've got to drive or, you know, off-street parking or whatever, move your cars and any other vehicles for that matter. I've lost count of the amount of times that, you know, that a nice angle of the property is obscured by a random boat or caravan (laughs) or van or something, right? You may have these things and that's fine. They don't need to be in the photograph of your house. So just move them and then you can move them back. It's five minutes to have the shot taken and then put it all back. But the difference it will make in terms of people who are quickly scrolling through pages of properties, that first mm. shot of your house needs to be really arresting. Mm. It needs to be the thing that makes them click, and it's what we call in the trade curb appeal.
0: Ooh, curb appeal! So I that's like that.
1: that's curb appeal. So max out your curb appeal. Mm. So it's thinking about price, thinking about curb appeal. What can you do to make your home look lovely in photographs and make sure there aren't any nasty whiffs Cute. around the place when people do come in to see it?
0: I wondered why my <laughs> wife wanted me to. Uh vacate the house when, oh. when we sold our last one.
1: Bless. Um, and don't forget, of course, check with your estate agent about COVID safe yeah. viewings. Yeah, we, we have spoken about that in a previous episode, by the way, but we still need to be very aware of all of that yeah. stuff. Absolutely.
0: Well, good advice as always, Lou. Thank you very much. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Property Show podcast with Andrew Montlake and Louisa Fletcher.
1: Now then, Monty, for those not moving... It could well be time for us to talk about remortgages.
0: Yes. Do you want one?
1: <laughs> well, not at the moment, thanks. I mean, <laughs> unless you know a good. Oh, I mean, okay. unless you can recommend a good mortgage broker, of course.
0: Uh, I might uh, be able to help you then.
1: <laughs> so, so, seriously, question for you. Yeah. When is a remortgage not a remortgage? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I know what you're referring to <laughs> here. Are you talking about product transfers? I am so?
1: indeedy, yes. So, my dear, this can be a bit confusing for people, um, only because I've been—I was actually talking to some some friends um, recently who were sort of saying, "Oh, we've heard about product transfers and you know remortgages and don't quite understand the big difference." Yeah. So, so what is the big difference between a remo and a product transfer, Monty? Let's let's talk to people about that.
0: So, the fundamental difference is actually really straightforward. A remortgage is where, say you've got a mortgage with, let's say, Barclays Mm -hmm. at the moment, Mm -hmm. you're coming to the end of your term. Mm -hmm. At the end of that mortgage product, a remortgage is where you take your mortgage and you move it to another lender. So you might go from Barclays, you see that Halifax have got the best rate at the moment, and you move your mortgage there. That's called a remortgage. So you just change your mortgage okay. provider. A product transfer is where you, coming to the end of your product with Barclays and you stay okay. with Barclays, you just change the okay. product because one product's finished and another product starts. And that's a product okay. transfer. So that essentially is the difference. Now, the problem is a lot of people think, oh, do you know what? It's going to be so much easier just to... Look at my phone, press a button, and transfer my mortgage with Barclays and stay with them. And that's going to be the easy option.
1: Yeah, that does. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That does sound like it would be a lot easier than filling out all the paperwork for a remortgage.
0: Essentially, it means slightly less paperwork, but you could miss out on lots um, of important things. Because if you've taken a five year fixed rate, The reason you took that five year fixed rate with that lender was really relevant five years ago. But now you're coming to remortgage or do a product transfer, the end of that product, your life might be completely different. The interest rate environment is Mm. completely different. And there are loads of different Mm. things you can take into account. Now, I know this is a case of he would say that, wouldn't he, being a mortgage broker? But it really does make sense to look at your options. Within the wider Mm. market at that time, because if you're with lender A and they offer you two or three rates, that's not necessarily the best in the market. It's also the fact that you could potentially borrow some more money. A lot of people go into the property, they purchase it in the first instance and think, right, I'm going to do up the kitchen, do up the bathroom. Two or five years later, Mm. I haven't done any of it. Um, because life gets in the way and, and money goes That's to 100%. other things, etc. Um, so remortgaging is a really good time to say, well, okay, now I've paid off a bit of, of my mortgage and actually my properties might have gone up in value. Now I can remortgage and instead of keeping my loan at, say, 200000 I can now borrow 250000 So I can use that money to actually do the work that I always wanted to do. Or... I can pay off some debts that I've got. There might be credit card debts. So,
1: yeah. So, okay. So that all makes sense, as it always does when you explain stuff, Monty. So, (laughs) but here's the big question, right? Mm. So if I wanted to stay with my existing lender, but borrow more money, is that a product transfer or is that a remortgage?
0: It's, uh, some people call it an internal remortgage.
1: Ooh, fancy.
0: Or it's a product transfer and then a further advance okay so and they could they could be on two different rates right so some lenders are better than others okay. some lenders will allow you to do everything together on the same rate mm-hmm. and that's fine but you'll still have to go through the process of applying to borrow more money which means you're still going to have to fill in forms which means they're still going to have to do an assessment of your income and affordability so while you're doing that, you might as mm-hmm. well look, at, look around the rest of the market. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. And there are
0: loads of other things you can do with a remortgage you might not be allowed to do with a product transfer. Like you might have an interest-only mortgage and you might want to put part of your mortgage on a repayment. You might want to. You might have 20 years left on your mortgage. Mm-hmm. And actually, because rates mm-hmm. have come down since, say, five years ago, for the same amount you're paying now, you might be able to change that term to ten or fifteen years, so it keeps your payments the same and pay your mortgage off mm. earlier. So there are loads mm. of reasons, and a lot of remortgages mm. now have free yeah. legals, free valuations. Mm. Some of them are even fees free, and rates are you know cheap as chips at the moment. Some of them even give you a cashback as well. So it's really important that before you just blindly. Do a product transfer with your existing lender. Mm. Just have a look around the market. Speak to... It, it costs nothing to have a quick conversation yeah. with a local broker.
1: I was going to say, it costs nothing to have yeah. a chat, right? And
0: and get that second opinion. Mm. So hopefully, that explained the difference between the two.
1: No, that's, that's very good. That's very good. So I've got one other question. So okay. for those people who are sort of thinking, no, we're not going to be moving this year, but we probably are going to remortgage or at least you know, look to change our current product because it's ending and we might want to raise a bit more capital to do the loft extension and all that kind of thing. What could they do before they speak to their mortgage broker to make that process a little bit easier?
0: Um, it's the same as in any mortgage transaction, really. It's making sure that you have your um, proof of income ready, making sure that you've got your latest tax returns if you're Mm self-employed or your your tax year overviews together, your your pay slips, three months bank statements, all of that kind of stuff in in terms Mm -hmm. of in terms of paperwork and and really know your situation, mm-hmm. and uh, and just be ready to have a you know a nice twenty minute chat with your friendly broker about what you really want, what do you really want to achieve, mm-hmm. and, and where's your life going? The the, mo- the more open and honest you are with your broker, the better they'll be able to help you.
1: Amazing. Well, hopefully that's cleared that little one up. <laughs> I hope but, so. You know... I try. <laughs> So basically, if you're thinking about mortgages, remortgaging, talk to your broker. Understand that maybe sometimes twenty minutes saving twenty minutes on your paperwork might actually cost you money. It's kind of the big. It's kind of the big message, isn't it? Because you could get a cheaper rate if you shop around.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could definitely save you money. Just a reminder: you're listening to the Property Show with Monty and Lou. Lou. Yeah. Budget next week.
1: Yay. I love a budget, me. Oh, I love yeah. a budget. I get so excited. Or actually,
0: by the time this goes out, Lou, budget this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I bet you're excited, aren't you?
1: I am. I am. I, do, I actually genuinely do find budget day very, very, very interesting. And... Um, A few years ago now, I mean, I've covered budgets um, on TV and stuff, you know, years ago. And I remember some budgets because, of course, they've moved it now because it used to be an autumn budget. Yeah, sure. Um, And I remember shivering in like layers outside, you know, in the Houses of Parliament trying to do an outside broadcast on budget day. And I was so cold by the the time I got to do my piece, my (laughs) teeth were chattering, right? I'm actually quite happy. I'll be doing it from the comfort of my own home this year. (laughs) <laughs> um but um I think we're shaping up for what I would call a popcorn budget, you know. Oh, I
0: love that phrase. Yeah,
1: popcorn budget. Yeah. Because I reckon it's going to be a bit of a blockbuster, lots of headline mm. grabbers. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't think the ones afterwards will be quite as upbeat if I'm perfectly honest.
0: But, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> but
1: this year this year could be quite good. Um yeah. and probably quite a lot going on in terms of property because of course you know it will encompass everything but i think for you and i there's there's a couple of nuggets that we've already that we've already seen haven't we so what do you think mr sinak is going to be unveiling next week
0: well look they love a leak don't they oh they, the budget, do. so. oh they
1: do oh they do
0: you know, this, this isn't quite me with inside knowledge, although <laughs> there are a couple of things I've done. Mm. I was pretty sure they were going to do. So, stamp duty extension. Yeah. I think that's probably a nailed on. Yeah. Um, depends how they do that. Um, possibly introduction of, well, actually, there's been big talk today around help to buy one. Remember that? So this was a mortgage guarantee scheme.
1: Yeah, gosh, yeah. So that was what? Let me get this right. So that was introduced in 2013 and scrapped in 2017.
0: Is that right? I think. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't know. You might be right. (laughs) I haven't done that much research.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. So this is the help to buy that was scheme we're talking about now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they think they're going to bring... That back to all intents and purposes, um, which will be really interesting, and that will, the aim there is to help lenders have the confidence to lend and to lend up to ninety five percent loan to value again at pretty good rates. So that is something that is 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 going to really help, I think.
1: So I think probably the big thing with this is this isn't for new build. This is the reintroduction if you like of government backed high ltv mortgages so as you say for you know people with 5% deposits but so you can get a 5% deposit mortgage and buy second hand residential yeah. stock
0: so that's that's what's been been leaked today is basically mm-hmm. the new scheme won't be res- restricted to first time buyers or new build homes but there will still be a 600,000 pound limit so if you're buying um- above that a property above six hundred thousand, it won't it won't qualify and then it will it will be interesting to see how they how the terms and conditions are around that um will they restrict it yeah will they restrict it to it has to be fixed for five years for example in terms of the the rates um and Mm. and how it works but but it's actually an interesting thing that that comes back and yeah And although a lot of these schemes are criticised for just artificially stoking demand even more... I mean,
1: it's the devil's in the detail, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That's always the fear, isn't it? That's always the fear. It's kind of like... And that's what happened with the stamp duty holiday is, you know, depending on which indices you read, prices went up on average either 6% or 7% last year, which flew in the face of everything else that went on in the economy. So there is always this kind of counter-argument that says, well, this is great. You know, it is... If introduced, and to be clear, we don't know that today as we sit here, but if it's introduced, it could be awesome for generation rent um, because it it, mu- it yeah. will enable people to buy with a smaller deposit. But then there will be mm. detractors who will say, well, is that responsible lending? We don't, you know, there will be people that will say that, right? Um, and secondly, will that not push up house prices yeah. and just perpetuate this affordability issue um, yeah. You know, and these are these are the imponderables. These are the things that you can kind of hear it coming bef- before it's released. Yeah. But Any,
0: know- anything that anything that stokes demand, of course, mm. you know, mm. if there's if, if there's higher demand, especially when there's limited supply, then prices go up. But I guess the point of this is to coincide with the. Uh, the end of the stamp duty scheme whenever that is. and there's... that's the
1: next thing, isn't it? So we're saying we believe because I think we're in agreement about this, aren't we? Yeah, that an extension to the stamp duty holiday is nailed on. So at the moment, just to recap, if you've not been, you know interested in any of this until recently, current stamp duty holiday means that you can, if you're buying a property, Save up to a maximum of £15,000 on your stamp duty, um, even if you've bought a property before. So previously there was an exemption in place for first time buyers, but now that's gone at the moment. It's a stamp duty holiday. Yeah. So you can save up to a maximum of £15,000 if it's your own home, if it is a buy to let investment mm-hmm. or a holiday home or something like that. So it's across the board. And at the moment, the deadline for that is March the 31st. Yeah. So for that, um, read, you must complete your transaction before the end of March. What we're hearing is that that deadline is likely to be extended simply because there's been so many people, 100 literally hundreds of thousands of people who've decided now to buy a home that lenders, solicitors, surveyors just can't cope with the current levels of demand and therefore transactions are taking much longer. So that could mean that people who are currently well intentioned they're in the middle of their transaction but they still haven't exchanged yet and you know we we believe that there could be as many as 400,000 people in this position so going into March that wanted to take advantage of the current stamp duty holiday and just won't make the deadline because there's so many people so the government and we believe going to extend that current threshold and that current um, deadline um, out by a few months but Here's the thing, Monty. Does that not just like kind of kick the can down the road if they do that? So if they extend it for another three months, are we not going to end up with the same problem in three months' time?
0: Yeah, and and again, devils in the detail, isn't it, Lou? So um, they they reckon they're going to extend it for for you know a, a few weeks, um, maybe up to the end of June, and the problem is how they extend it because mm. you're right. The, the problem is there's a cliff edge. It suddenly stops and people either lose out or they don't lose out. Mm. And if you just if you just extend it, you're just you're just causing the same situation again. Mm. So if they extend it to say the end of June, at the end of June, we'll be talking about the same thing. There's going to be a cliff edge, there's going to be loads of people who are going to miss out. There's going to be potentially chains that are going to collapse. And that's what we need to avoid. So I'm hoping and that's something that we as an industry are feeding yeah. back and, yeah. and campaigning for, there'll be some kind of tapering on that.
1: So how could a taper work? Because that sounds
0: like it could be quite complicated. Um, it it doesn't have to be complicated. It's okay. It could work in a, okay. in a couple of ways. So, for example, you could say that anyone who hasn't got a mortgage offer by the end of May, say, yeah. Will not qualify. So actually okay. it means that okay. you you have to have had that. Or it could be you have to exchange by a certain day. Now I don't particularly okay. like that one because I don't think that solves problem I think the problem that could be harder. Either, and I think yeah. That, yeah. so. It could be actually you have to be uh you have to have started the process or be at a certain stage within the process by a certain date yeah. and then that's it, and then you can complete. So that stops people mm. just piling in at the last minute uh, to a certain degree. The alternative is you could actually taper the relief. So you could Mm -hmm. say that if you haven't completed by X date, um, or sorry, if you complete by X date, you get the full benefit. If you don't make that, but you complete, say, in a month's time, you don't get the full benefit. You actually get half the benefit.
1: Okay. So okay.
0: instead of the full tax relief,
1: you, yeah, got, you, get, you get a little bit of less. Yeah. And
0: then you, you could even do a third stage. So actually, the loss to people is not 15 grand gone.
1: Yeah,
0: It might be, oh, okay, so we, we lose five grand. That's not the end of the world and actually mm. we can negotiate. And, mm. and then in the third mm. stage, actually, we're only losing one mm. or two grand, which is still a lot of money for people, mm. don't get me wrong, but it's not as game-changing as suddenly having to find another 15 grand when when you didn't think you would.
1: So I guess it's it's going to, from my perspective, it's going to look like the application of joined-up thinking somewhere because you can see, can't you, that if these high LTV, low-deposit mortgages are introduced, and I believe it could be as soon as April, I think I'm right in saying that from what we've seen this morning, Um, and then the stamp duty holiday is extended into June. You, you kind of begin to see this perfect storm gathering again, (laughs) of, of accessible mortgages with low deposits with a stamp duty saving thrown in the mix, you can see lenders would obviously be wanting to, you know, keep rates competitive, so it's cheap to borrow. So, you know. I'm all for anything that helps people who want to purchase, who want to get on the ladder to do so. Don't get me wrong. I'm just conscious that, you know, nobody wants a rerun of 2008. So, you know, I just think that if you're listening to this, Mr. Sunak, and I know you're not, but if you were listening to this, Mr. Sunak, let's just make sure that whatever we do helps people but doesn't create an environment which is, frankly, unsustainable
0: yeah but let's see what he does
1: yeah in the budget
0: and maybe yeah. we'll do a, a little budget special yeah we his, can um... we
1: can you know get our heads yeah. together wednesday afternoon and um and then if there is anything that's relevant to property then we could do 10 minutes and sort of chat it through couldn't we yeah
0: yeah awesome there you go
1: i will have the popcorn <laughs> <laughs> i i like that sun kiss stuff you know the stuff that you get in the cinemas Nah. Yeah, the packet, not the fresh stuff. I don't want that. I don't want the fresh stuff. That's
0: horrible.
1: I want the proper stuff. I
0: want the fresh stuff. Nah, you've lost me now. You can keep
1: that. You can keep that. Yeah. So, Monty, we're nearly out of time. We're very nearly out of time. We are. Before we go, come on. We were talking about remortgages earlier. So, Hit me up. What's your pick of the latest mortgage rates for this week? Is there anything, you know, we're talking about remortgages. Is there anything special going on for for people who are doing that?
0: Um, Well, I mean, mortgage rates have have come down again a little bit. You know, there's still a bit more competition out there. So we've seen things, again, looking at the the higher loan-to-value piece, you've now got, um, if you recall a couple of weeks ago, I was saying 90% fixed rates were around about 3.5%.
1: That's right, you can yeah. now
0: get a two-year fix at three point oh nine through Halifax.
1: Okay, so that has moved. Definitely yeah, it has moved.
0: moved. Or yeah. or five-year fix three point three nine with them um, with Metro Bank or Skipton. So so mm-hmm. they they have moved a little bit. So they're getting a bit more competitive mm-hmm. on the yeah. on the other end of the scale. Yeah. Um, Nationwide have come out to play. Uh, so. They've got a
1: 1.14%
0: yeah, two-year fixed rate wow. if you've got a 40% deposit wow. or a 1.24% five-year fixed. Wow. Um. Wow. So, yeah, 1.24%. One, it's 1. <laughs> wow. yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting there is the gap between the two-year fix and the five-year fix. Mm. It's only 0.1%.
1: I was about to say that to you. Yeah, which
0: is crazy. That's
1: nuts. Yeah. So
0: there you go. That's that's what's going on. So uh, there's there's a lot more choice out there for people now, especially if you're looking to buy something, and uh, especially if you're looking to remortgage as well. It's a great wow. time to remortgage. It really is. Well,
1: and you know what? You know, next time we speak, there may be even more choice if the government do what they, yeah. what we think they might be doing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but that's it. On that bombshell. I think on we're out bombshell. of time for this week. We yeah. are
0: out of time. Um, we are out of time. So thank you so much for joining me again. Ah, oh, you're welcome. And... Uh, Thank you all for listening. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating or leave us a review in your podcast app.
1: Don't forget, we're here to help with your property problems and mortgage dilemmas. So if you would like our advice, why not drop us an email to hello at theproperty-show.com.
0: And if you want the very latest on the property market from the two of us, please give us a follow on social media. You'll find us on Twitter at The Property Show Pod.
1: Thanks for joining us and don't forget to check out our budget special next week.